2: 18 plus the views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the host and callers and don't necessarily represent those of the station its staff management or ownership.
3: WBWCFM New Pulse Poughkeepsie
0: is C93. Poughkeepsie V Sun Monday Night Sports with the Souls.
2: Hey, good evening, everybody. It's Poughkeepsie Nisa on Monday Night Sports at 6 on Z93 with Zoles, Franny, and sometimes Rob. There's no Rob tonight, so he is sometimes, but Franny's in the house, and um, based on I know what kind of Yankee fan, we're just going to do this very generally, because we have somebody who's going to kick off our show for us in a moment. Very generally, I was, there are people who've called me all day and texted me, like, can't wait to hear Franny's take on what took place last night. And I said, you know what? I think he's going to be emotional, and I understand Why? And we'll get to that. But first and foremost, hello, how are you? I'm lousy. <laughs> but, but how do <laughs> nah, you feel other than the Yankees? You know, hey, the Giants we, are 6 1? Yeah,
4: as we just started to talk before we went on the air, you and I started to chat a little. And the reality is that I get very caught up in the emotion of it during the season, up until probably the last 24 hours, you know, 48 hours. And then I start to put on my managerial hat and my logical hat so for people who don't know who don't pay attention fran runs
2: poughkeepsie nissan one of the most successful
4: auto businesses in this area ever and and i always equate things i look at it from that standpoint that's why i'm interested we're going to have Joe signing all later as you will mention. i wanted to get a a former player's perspective my perspective as a businessman because that's that's what i switch over to real quick don't go into too many details yet we're teasing i become a businessman and I, I look at it from that point of view, so the emotion kind of leaves me. I get very caught up emotionally, and yes, you're right, under normal circumstances, I probably would flip my little bit. If we did this show an hour after the game, oh it would have been, been a whole different context. Fireworks. Yeah, but I'm okay. I, I mean, I stayed it all year, and I stand behind it. The Yankees aren't constructed to be a World Series team. Unfortunately, my prediction came true. All right. Now, here's what's
2: happening today's show. We have first and foremost, Uncle Mike. It's his birthday. Happy birthday to Uncle Mike. The guy is in here working on his birthday, working late. I'm sure he was here at ungodly hours of the morning to make this thing work. But happy birthday.
5: Thank you. Another another trip around the sun. That's all it is. 61.
2: Not a boy. You're just a young whippersnapper.
5: Young lad. Yeah. A few steps behind
2: you. Right.
5: Uh, So we got. His
2: birthday, so our producer celebrating his birthday. We have a young man that's going to come on in a minute who's been charged with the fact in my class, which is Intro to Sports Media, because he didn't get accepted to do the 60-second report, because we only had so many days we could go and I've got 22 kids in the class, he's been charged with opening up the show with what he thinks is the number one sports story in New York. And he's going to be graded on, did he get it right or did he get it wrong? So at this point, he's been on hold for... Several minutes at this point, right?
5: Yeah, threw me off when he called you Professor Zolls. Well, you know, I, you know, I said
2: I sign on my email P <laughs> So let's go to Ryan Lockhart because he is going to kick off our show, and he's from my uh, my sports media class at Mount Saint Mary College. Yo, Ryan, what's up?
6: How you doing, Zolls?
2: Good. It's all yours. Go ahead.
6: All right. So right now, uh, without a doubt, the biggest sports story in New York is the Yankees' embarrassing performance in the American League Championship. Uh, specifically, the hitting was struggling with a team batting average of 173, and they even put up the biggest strikeout difference in a game with a 15, with a 17 to two, a 15 difference. And the decisions in the bullpen were not managed very well. For example, 26-year-old Clark Schmidt just proved that the moment was too big for him. Uh, and the decision was interesting considering the fact that he had a 5-5 five and five record on the season. He pitched in two games in the divisional series, posting a 675 ERA. In August, he had a 491 ERA, and in September, he had a 415 ERA, where Domingo Herman, who definitely could have came out of the bullpen, had one bad game in October, but in August, he posted a 208 ERA. In September, he posted a 351. He only pitched one season in the postseason, but he only, but he didn't even allow a run. And Jonathan Walizica was red hot in the postseason. In four games of the divisional series, he had zero runs allowed. And just to continue with the lineup, there was a failure to use the young shortstop, Oswald Peraza. IKF had his struggles in the field, but he's also known as a third baseman, as he has won a gold glove. Josh Donaldson struggled, so I'm very surprised I didn't see Oswald Peraza playing shortstop. And IKF playing third, and then having Donaldson sit the bench, and they rushed Matt Carpenter back into the lineup with two.
2: He was overmatched
6: out and then rushing him in. My biggest uh, he was set up for failure. All
2: right, so let me let me throw you a curveball, and then you're off the hook. If you're okay. if you're Brian Cashman, and you get to keep your job, which is still up for grabs, give me mm-hmm. two things you do immediately.
6: So the first thing I would do would definitely be to look this offseason – and trying to get a better bullpen because we did have a good bullpen at the beginning of the season, but injuries prevailed and the struggles happened, and obviously signing Aaron Judge would be uh, like a no-brainer. Uh, despite his postseason uh, statistics, he had a, a historic regular oh. season, and but letting him go will kill the morale.
2: Yeah, it's, it's the best season I've ever seen in my lifetime. Franny? Yeah, I concur. All right, so Ryan, you're off the hook. Good job. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the night off. I will see you tomorrow morning.
4: Let's talk a little bit about Ryan. Ryan is, first of all, if you don't give that kid triple A's, I'm coming into the college. We're going to have a scene. He's getting a 90 for that. No. Because that's
2: the most he can get. because whatever the most. He didn't get accepted in the original group, so the best he could do is the 90.
4: You missed out on this guy because this guy pinpointed every important I just put his grade in the the group. Every, every important Issue he brought up when he brought it up with statistics and facts, he left the opinions at the doorstep. Yep. Good job, my man. Great job, Uncle Mike.
5: First thing I do is fire Boone. He's got to go. He's a horrible man. He he showed his true colors, especially in that game last night. He made so many mistakes, and and the press conference afterwards, he was like a little lap dog. On on, a, give me a break. I it I, and and then he left it open right away. Pedro Martinez jumped on it. He said, "The way he's talking, Boone's not coming back. I don't think Boone's coming back. I think it's already done. He's, he's not coming back. I don't think he is. Do you think he's coming back, no, Randy? I don't think I, so. I
4: can't see how they. I can't see how he is. But nothing, if
2: nothing else to appease the the fans, because the fans are, are are pretty pissed off right now.
4: Well, you know, I read. So I, I'm going to tell you something I read today. I don't know what it was online or in the paper. If How Steinbrenner could fire himself, he, he should be fired.
2: Yeah. Correct. That yeah. was in the
4: New York Post. Because that that right there." Summarizes everything. Sure, and then,
2: and then you need to go a step further because let's be honest, we have we have protected Boone on this show and we have protected Cashman on this show, and I think it's time for a new voice at the top. Yeah, of, yeah,
4: uh, I, I I think that we, we talked about this off the year and we talked about it previous weeks on previous shows. Sometimes you have to make change just to make change. Sometimes things are stale, and and you, maybe this is okay. And other fans look at it and go, "Oh well, you're Yankee fans are you're, you're damn right, I'm spoiled. You're damn right. Okay, I win 100 games every year, and I'm tired of exiting this way. It's been too long, 13, 14 years of the same show over and over again. I'm tired of watching it. It's like watching the same movie every night when you get home. I'm exhausted with it, mentally exhausted. 25 years. I can't think of any other GM in
2: any other sport. Now, isn't it in his lasted defense? that long.
4: If I'm, if I'm his defense lawyer, he's been in the playoffs 23 or 25 years. Yes, he has. He's made some great, and I mean great, great. And, I, and I've given him credit Fines and pickups. Matt Carpenter is one of them, but come on. Matt Carpenter didn't play in two months, okay? And then he's facing the he best pitch in, in the big leagues. And, and, okay, play him the first game. The first time he came up, he pinched it. He looked horrible. The game a game to play, he looked even worse. That shows closed now. Let's put that to the side and get him out of there. Play one of the young kids. You bring Peraza up. I mean, I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I don't oh, he's on the part. roster. Peraza's on the roster. I know he's on the team. He could play. Why is he on the team? Why would you put him there if you're not gonna play him? Exactly, and like this, like young man Ryan said, the number one thing I thought of too. You got Domingo Herman down there. Why is Clark Schmidt coming into that game? Why on Saturday and why, night? Why do they have to be? Take, why do they? What's they have to be taken out so fast? But why on
2: Saturday night after the stupid error in the outfield, which you? Rightly put on Judge because you you got Bader because he's the best center fielder in, in the big leagues.
4: Yeah, Judge, that's hundred percent on Judge. Yes, I, I don't care what anybody says. I'm not arguing with anybody. As big as Bader is, he doesn't want to get hit by a truck with a
2: head because Judge is six, eight, 280 pounds, going full force. He would run that kid over. And so that, that's Judge's fault. So you bring in Trevino. You can't tell me there's anybody in the Yankee bullpen currently, as it's constructed, oh, dear Lord. currently Ugh. that is a better option to pitch than Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole has
4: pitched well in the playoffs. I'll go down with him. I'm not bringing Trevino in that game. There's so many mistakes, it's frightening. I could go on. I wrote them all down. I don't even want to go through them. All right, well, the the, uh, the phone number,
2: in case you want to get in on it, and you don't have to be in my class at the Mount to get in, it's 845-471-9547. The first two breaks are going to be Yankee-related. We're going to talk about the Yankees between me and Fran, and then we're talking about the Yankees with x New York Yankee pitcher Joe Asanio, who grew up locally, went to Kingston High School, and also worked for the Renegades. And now Uncle Mike is pointing.
5: So Ryan did an excellent job. He was very calm. He was very methodical. And that was a lot of pressure to open the show like that. I yeah. give him a lot of credit. I think he did a great job. I was texting with Fran last night, and I told him, what did I say, Fran? Boone's got to go. Yeah, and I've been saying it. When you have a pitcher, you notice a pitcher is struggling, and you know something's wrong with him. You go out to the mound, and then you leave him in there. Well, what are you doing? If you think something wrong with him, you're in, you're in the last game of your life last night. If you think something wrong, yank him the hell out of there if well, you yeah. think he's hurt. What so are you leaving him in there for? Time out, time homer. out, time
2: out. Nestor deserved the right for him to go back to the dugout and get somebody up. There was nobody up. Yeah. If you remember correctly, they brought him in under an injury thing, which I think was absolute nonsense. I don't know about that. He was only what? 86, 87 miles an Boy, he went from 92 to 86. Yeah. So, But the bottom line is is that there's nobody up throwing. And he, I guess he said, to Nestor said, I'm okay, let's go. And I think he owes it to Nestor because they're not there without
4: Nestor. They're not there without Judge. See, see my, my problem is also with that is I think at this point you owe nobody nothing. You're managing for your life. You're managing for the city of New York and for the Yankees. And you know what? You don't owe Nestor Cortez anything. Do
2: you think in his, in his heart of hearts, heart of hearts, that Boone thought they were coming back?
4: Profession- I certainly hope so. If he didn't, he should be completely removed. Professional
2: athletes have confidence. Professional athletes are also human beings, and they're smart. The Yankees and the Dodgers had the so exact So you're telling me same- they
4: strolled out on that field list and I'm not thinking they had a chance. No, I said him. Oh, you- you said professional I said Boone.
2: Okay. Professional athletes in general. He's a professional athlete. Had one of the biggest home runs in Yankee history, in all fairness. So you think in his heart he thought they were winning that series, coming back four straight against that team? With his pitching, I I
4: can only hope he did.
2: Because what last night? All right, so let's make believe they win last night. Who's pitching tonight? Who cares? It's one day at a time at that point. Domingo Herman.
5: Yes. All the coaching you've done, you know, in a situation like that, a gamer is going to tell if his leg is falling off. He's going to tell you he's okay. He's not coming out. That picture. There was no way Nestor was going to tell him he was hurt.
2: I don't think there's very many managers in Major League Baseball that would have took him out when he said he was okay. I
5: I think. I think. I think Uncle Mike is right, but he's
4: right. But but I will say this. Um, a little too late. Yeah. Well, by that point, I mean it's kind of irrelevant. The mistakes he made in the first three games were so much worse than that, and his mismanagement of the whole entire team, and especially the bullpen was one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Joe Sani and I got into it on, on Facebook a little bit about it. And he came to Boone's defense and, and went out to cash in a little bit. And I re- listen, I love Joe Sani. I respect him. I consider him a very good friend. And I'm very interested in hear what he has to say. But, you know, to not put a lot of the responsibility of this on a manager, it would be like if all of a sudden we stopped selling cars tomorrow. Okay, because Nissan's not selling cars anymore. Nobody's buying cars here. It doesn't matter if the salesman are everybody's going to look at me and I have to understand that that's my responsibility. Correct, they work for you. And Aaron Boone has to understand it, and I'm not sure that he does get that. I think he's so, I think he, he, he thinks it's so important to be friends with these guys. Just the way he manages, it just... Well, he's known as a player's manager. It doesn't go with me. All right, we got another call.
2: We got Peter from Fishkill. I'm assuming he wants to talk to the Yankees. Peter, go ahead.
3: Gentlemen, good evening. Hello. Just First of all, Cashman's got to go. Hal's got to go. Hal can't go because he's not going to fire himself. But Cashman and Boone absolutely positively have to go. Um, A couple of interesting facts. I agree with everything you guys have said. I'm not going to rehash any of the points that uh, your student, who did an amazing job, by the way, uh, and Franny and others have have thrown out here. But I'm going to give you two interesting things, something I talked about earlier in the season on this show and when the downfall of the season began. Go ahead. And it, 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 it plays out directly to the ALCS and their performance, okay? Right before the ALCS, uh, right before the All-Star game, the Yankees played four games with Houston at home, and they went two and two, and they never, well, they, they won two of those games in walk-offs, Okay. Then they went to Houston right after the All-Star break for a doubleheader. Their first games after the All-Star break was a Thursday night doubleheader. They lost both of them. Going into, going into um, Sunday's game, last night's game, okay, across 10 regular season and postseason games, the Astros led in 463 plate appearances. The Yankees, just seven.
2: Yeah, they were dominated, dude, from top to bottom. What's okay. the second point?
3: And that stayed in their heads. They went into this series black. It's it's amazing that they only lost 4-2, right? They lost 4-2. 3-2.
4: Um,
3: you know, 3-2, then they lost five. Okay, 5-nothing. I was at that game. That game was absolutely absolutely horrible. The base running mistakes made by the players, Josh Donaldson when he walked and made it over to third base, with two outs and a ground ball hit the third, what does Josh Donaldson do?
2: He went back to the bag.
3: <laughs> he went back to the bag.
2: With two outs. I saw it.
3: With two outs. Well, what was he thinking? For hopefully, His head was not in the game.
2: Hopefully not we've a, seen the last of him.
3: I was in direct view of them. I was at eye level with them, looking directly into the dugout. There was not a person there that had any fire. They had no self-confidence. They had no belief that they had any business beating that team. They knew. And it has gone on for years. The sad thing is, put 2017 and 2019. There was no cheating going on in this one. And this was the worst of all of them. The absolute worst. I mean, mistaken. Yeah,
4: go ahead. I I was going to say, you know, know, just just thinking about it last night, I was was Everything going running through my head. You know the big difference in guys our age that saw the team in the in the '90s and saw the Jeter Yankees. That brought up an interesting thing with me, and you just said it. There's there was no fight. There was no. You know, I look at a guy like Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez, Scott Brocious. When I look uh, back at when I look back at the '90 Yankees in the '90, '95, '97, '98, '99 Yankees. Yeah, it, yeah. There was Jeter's team, and yeah, Mariano, Posada, and I Not don't. I'm not downplaying them at all. But they had guys no. in that lineup, the guys I just mentioned, the warrior. These guys were going to fight you till the end, and it showed in every Absolutely. game they played, and this team has no resiliency. They almost have no competitive fire, and it's hard to watch. That's my problem. If you lose on a home it run is. in the ninth <laughs> inning, if you lose on a walk-off, if you lose on a wild pitch, if you lose. But the way they lost and the way they played is directly – back at Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman, 100%. Peter.
3: Okay, last, last thing real quick. Four runs in the first three games in this ALCS. Entering the winner go home game on game four, they were batting a combined 161 in both the LDS and LCS. Disgrace. The lowest of any team in postseason history, history. with at least 200 plate appearances.
4: Disgrace. Listen, it's
2: hard to believe when I make this statement, but a team that won 99 games needs to be blown up and reconstructed.
4: Well, you know what? Yes. But the the mental... So I brought up the
3: part about the whole in-your-head thing because, look, all all teams today have mental conditioning coaches. (laughs) I have no idea what they're doing to mentally condition and help these guys mentally, but it isn't working. Whatever they're doing, it's not working.
2: Peter, there's always next year. Where it's going to be it's going to be a long There's, summer, and I can't wait to see what happens and how quickly it happens.
4: Gonna miss you, Peter. Gonna miss you.
2: Oh, he he likes the Giants, and he likes he likes Don't forget, oh yeah, I'll call. I'll call in. Don't forget to
4: love to go with Giants
7: game. All
4: right, I love
2: that. Thank you. All right, we We now we have Brian from Poughkeepsie. That's who's my boy? Who's on the line? Brian, he's, go he's ahead. He's hot
4: too. He's not happy.
2: Go ahead, Brian.
8: Oh no, you know I'm not happy. Brian and I were texting a little bit last night, but let's face facts. This whole team needs to go and be rebuilt. Cashman and, and Boone need to go. And let me ask you something. Boone got the job based on what? The fact that he hit a home run off of Tim Wakefield or the fact that he came out of the announcer's booth or his grandfather and father played the game? He hasn't got a clue how to handle this team. He doesn't know what the pulse of this team is.
2: I think it's a little of all it's
8: of that. Ridiculous. You summed and up? then well. the other half is you got Cashman, who's already proven he doesn't trust young kids. Look what he did to Andahar. What's to say he isn't going to do this to Peraza that he's the next Andahar?
4: or Volpe? He's got to go. Yeah, he's got to go. You know, it's, you or know what? That, you know what? You know what? I haven't said this many times in my life. I've known this, just gentleman, over fifty years. You're spot on, all. You're spot on, baby. Because thank you. I didn't think. I'm thinking about it now as he's saying that. He doesn't have a good track record with these young guys. Nope. And it's he time. Develop. It's time. And if you're going to do that, let's bite the bullet for a year or two. Let's make our middle infield Peraza and Wolby. Let's move on. Let's go.
8: What about Cabrera? Do you trust him to a crazy do that? Cabrera. That's the question.
4: We'll get to that later. The
8: okay. Biggest, I mean, the other thing is, did you look at the, what the, the, the caller before was talking about the averages? Did you see it? The Yankees, five out of nine, were under 150 with three of them under 100. The Astros, five guys seven year better. There you go. Well,
2: how about four different lineups in four different games That's a, that, with there you three go. different gonna
8: get short I wasn't going to get emotional. Okay, okay, I okay, promised right. you. Right. Oh, I mean, Fran, I'll take it up for you because it's ridiculous. How can these guys get into a rhythm or feel the game when you're constantly bouncing around? They don't know what the hell's going on. Okay. This is out of control. We, and let's face it, this analytics nonsense, if they want to sit there and look at stats, when are they going to wake up and say, okay strikeouts are okay. Well, guess what? Strikeout isn't a sack fly. It isn't a sacrifice bunt. It isn't moving a runner over by hitting behind him. This is ridiculous. The game is being destroyed.
2: By the people who play Stratomatic Baseball with real baseball players. Great
4: call,
8: Brian.
2: You're right exactly. on. Exactly. Hi, ma'am. Thank you. All right, so coming up next after this commercial break, we're going to talk to Joe Asania, who actually pitched for the New York Yankees. We'll be right back. Ipsy Nissan. Family owned since 1970. In fact, this year they are celebrating their 50th year in business. I know Poughkeepsie Nissan personally for two reasons. One, I bought my last 10 cars there. And two, they support the Hudson Valley Renegades, my real job. They're on Route 9 in Poughkeepsie. And if you're looking for a Nissan, it is the best place to buy it in the Hudson Valley. Give them a call two nine seven four three one four, or get them online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. Hey, Soaps, it's time to talk about Belizzi Jewelers. James Belizzi, located in the heart of Hopewell Junction on Route 82. James offers fine watches, jewelry, rings. Soaps, does he fix watches? Oh, yeah. He fixes watches, and he also fixes jewelry. He also buys and sells gold. Let me tell you something. Anytime I've been in there visiting with him, there's been a line of people to sell their gold. And he gives you the best possible prices for whatever you're selling. James Willizzi in Hopewell, one of the nicest guys you will ever meet. And he has a heart of gold, which he's not selling, of course. Right. Go see James Willizzi at Willizzi Jewelers in Hopewell. Scott Marxer's State Farm Agency in Hyde Park is locally owned. When you call them, you don't call the Philippines, you don't call India. You get Scott in Hyde Park. They have a recent rate reduction of 12% for auto insurance to help with the challenges due to COVID. I know because my policy is there with Scott. They are active part of the community. They're always giving back. They customize coverage to meet the needs of all policyholders. And Scott markser is a lifelong Dutchess County resident, and he played basketball, football, and baseball for me when I coached him at Lords. Give him a call at... 845-204-9444. That's 845-204-9444. You know, there's a lot of great diners in Hudson Valley, but my money is on the 84 diner. It's just off of 84 in Fishgill. That's the exit that's on 52, not the exit that's on 9. And our buddy George runs that diner. They've been there forever. Franny said he used to go there when he oh, was younger. Oh, yeah. They do an excellent job. Great food, fresh-baked items, a great staff. Um I go there usually on Mondays for lunch because I get a grilled cheese and I get split pea soup. With all as picky as I am, there's no way you eat split pea. I love that soup. Good for you. <laughs> so that's, that's where I go on Mondays. As you see Georgie, he always plays in our golf tournaments. He's a very generous man. Um, if you're hungry, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, I suggest the 84 Diner. On Route 52, just off of 84 in Fishkill, they will fill your belly. Poughkeepsie Nissan wants you to know they are taking your reservation. Reserve your new Nissan today, and spring driving will be all that more exciting. Stop in, call, or simply click the Reserve This Car button online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9, Wapage Falls. And remember, here's Fran Pomerico's promise to you. No one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade than Poughkeepsie Nissan. Poughkeepsie Nissan makes reserving your new vehicle easy. Reserve yours today. One of the largest used car inventories in the Hudson Valley is right here at Poughkeepsie Nissan. That means shop today, drive home today. No wait, no factory delays. From sedans, SUVs to trucks, from many makes and models. Poughkeepsie Nissan's used and pre-owned inventory is easy to shop. Visit them on Route 9 Wapager's falls or at PoughkeepsieNissan.com, and remember fran pomerico's promise to you no one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade-in than poughkeepsie nissan home to one of the largest used car inventories in the galaxy shop today drive home today Welcome back to the program. Poughkeepsie Nissan, Monday Night Sports at 6 on Z93 with Zoles, Franny, and sometimes Rob. Zoles and Franny in the house. Uncle Mike celebrating his birthday. And we just had a nice several calls about the Yankees. And now it's time to talk to a guy who did something at Yankee Stadium that me and Franny never did. He actually got paid to be there while we used to pay to be there. So Joe Asanio used to work with the Yankees. He's the head softball coach at Marist College. And he's been a friend for a long time. Joey, welcome to the program. Thanks, Zoles. Good to be on. All right, so I know that you've been saying since the beginning of the series that you know the Astros were the best team in baseball, which I agreed with. Which is something we
4: forgot to bring up in the last segment. That is important. They are a better team.
2: They're they're a better team. The Yankees lost to a better team. Yep. But now that you've heard, I mean, listen. If you listen to Sports Talk Radio in in, in the tri-state area, people Yankee fans are looking to jump off the Whitestone Bridge. They just think yeah. all was lost. But again, they they won ninety nine games this year and they made a lot of money, and but. They came up woefully short for a lot of reasons. Give me some of them.
7: Well, I mean, a lot of people too are forgetting that you know. Listen, they beat Cleveland, who was a really, really good team, pesky. Uh, you know, very pesky and very good. Uh, not only that, they, um, you know, you look at the Houston series and you look at the games; they could have easily won three of the four games. Uh, the only game that they should have lost was the one that you know Cole pitched, and they lost five nothing. But every other game, you know, they were right in it. So, you know, for me, its I don't think they're missing much. Uh, While they got Bader in the trade, I think uh, losing Montgomery was – I think they could have got rid of somebody else other than Montgomery. But, um, again, you know, they've gone to the uh, well with just wanting to try to hit home runs and score runs that way. I mean, you think about it, they have about four or five cleanup hitters on that team. And, you know – they wanted to lead off Rizzo the other night. Who's basically, you know, was a cleanup hitter for Chicago for years.
2: Yeah, so, he he, set, he he clears the table. He doesn't set it,
7: right. And you know, I think that you know the Yankees are missing some key pieces. Uh, you know that can get on base for those guys. You know, hitting solo home runs just isn't going to cut it. All
2: right, so I, that, I'll translate that into you thinking that they need to be more athletic and younger.
7: I would say more athletic, more younger, and just get some professional hitters. You know, yes. guys who can hit, guys who can hit three hundred and get on base. I mean, when 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 your guy who hits you know sixty two home runs is your leading hitter by fifty sixty points, you have an issue. You know.
2: So I'm assuming because you've been watching baseball a long time and you've seen a lot of great players and you pitched in the big leagues against a lot of big players, have you ever seen a season like Judge's?
7: No. Uh, well, I mean, if you go. A lot of people don't want to count Barry Bonds' seasons because of, I do. You know, I yeah, do. So I, I mean, I, I, I'm still a proponent that you know he was the greatest player that's ever put on a uniform. But uh, what Judge did this year was just phenomenal because I mean he literally took the Yankees and put them on top of his back and you know carried them to the playoffs.
2: So what do you think his lack of success in the playoffs is? Is it pressure? Is it fatigue? Or is it every baseball player goes through a slump, and unfortunately, his came at the worst possible time?
7: Well, I think maybe he may have pressed to do too much and realized that, you know, they're probably not there because of what he accomplished during the year and, you know, even during the uh, Cleveland series. So, you know, maybe he was thinking, you know, it was all or nothing for him. But, uh, you know, some, some other people had to step up, and they just, you know, the bottom of the order was just dreadful. And... Um, you know, without Bader and, you know, even Rizzo and Stanton were okay, but they weren't great. But, you know, Torres was awful. Um, Donaldson was a train wreck. Uh, Either catcher they put in was awful. You know, neither one is an offensive person.
2: And none of the young kids could play either, unfortunately. Right?
7: I mean, there were just too many outs in the lineup for them to recover. You know, you need, like I said, you need some professional hitters. And it it kind of boggles my mind how so many teams – uh, aren't getting those types of hitters.
2: So now you're one of the few people like me and like Franny who've seen the youth and what's in the pipeline for the Yankees yep. N- next year's starting lineup. How many of them will we see?
7: Uh, I think, I think Peraza breaks with the team. I think he makes the team. Um, I don't think you'll see Volpe. I think you'll see Volpe mid season probably at some point next year. Um, I, I think uh, I think uh, Dominguez is probably a couple years away yet uh, from what I saw this year. I mean, he's obviously got talent. However, I just I didn't think he was ready based on what I saw. He's not ready. Uh, but I think Volpe will be called up probably mid-year at some point. Um, I, mean, I, I just think the Yankees have just done such a bad job of getting those quality free agents that have been out there and you know, I, I, I guess I just don't understand their thought process sometimes on, on, on how they go about their business.
4: Joe, they, let, me, let me ask you a question, Joe, Josh Donaldson in, in particular, how much at that level, how much does the fact that he's a $25 million a year of guy that they traded and brought in, they don't want to have egg on their face. How much does that play into the fact that he's still in that lineup every day during the playoffs?
7: Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're, you hit the nail right on the head, Fran. It's, it's one of those things where okay, you know this is where we spent our money, and you know we have to uh, run him out there and hope he can produce the way he has in the past and you know he just did not i mean he was he was god awful this past uh, uh, this past week and a half, and um, you know when, when I talked earlier about you know professional hitters, there are a lot of hitters out there that you know could have been available to the Yankees or, you know, when the Yankees are, are going to trade people. Like, for instance, I, I think I told Gold this the other day, uh, as much problems as he may, you know, bring with him, you know, the, the Tim Andersons of the world that are going to hit 300 for you, you know, the Trey Turners, the you know, those types of, of athletic hitters that are just, you know, pure hitters, uh, the Yankees don't seem to go for those guys you know the Yankees seem to go for the you know John Carlos Stanton's and uh, Anthony Rizzo, who so they're okay with hitting 220 and hitting 30 home month you know for me you know, I think you know, they need to kind of rethink their their thought process and and, and go after uh, some some hitters who can get on base yeah, uh, yeah I, think, I think I put something on Facebook uh, about a month ago that uh, as of a month ago with Three weeks left in the season, you had nine guys in the entire big league sitting three hundred or better. Nine, and you know that's just—it's incredible to to think what the game has become with launch angles and you know nobody bunts anymore, nobody plays small ball. I I mean, uh, thought process of you know maybe squeezing that other runner home last night for Boone in in the first or second inning, whatever it was when they were they had a runner on third with one out. I, I mean. That, that probably wasn't even in their thought process. But, you know, you, you go back to the whole money ball thing where, you know, you're trying to buy runs and, you know, you scratch and claw and get whatever runs you can. And I, I just, I, I guess, you know, the, the the thought process in today's game is just kind of uh, bewildering to us old school baseball guys.
2: All right, we're talking to Joe Asane who pitched for the New York Yankees, also is a local guy. Fernie, go ahead.
4: If, if we're going to replace going the other way and hit and run, and going the other way with launch angle and exit velocity. I mean, it just seems like the wrong direction for baseball to head, Joe. Um,
7: no, I agree with you 100%. I mean, if you mean,
4: saw Altuve, I don't know if it was last night or the night. I think it was the night before. And now here's a, here's another example. The guy hit nothing, but the team overcame it. So, you know, in, in defense of Judge a little bit, Altuve yep. had the guys around him. That Judge did And Judge didn't. They picked it. They but picked up you see a Altuve. He got up, I think it was, it was the game before, it was Saturday night. And he just reached out, was low outside, like a slider down and away. And he just reached out and he flicked it down into the right field corner. And I'm thinking, yeah, I haven't seen the Yankees do this once in the whole series—not one single they, time. They
7: don't try to do it, Fran. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They don't go to the plate with a two-strike approach when they get two strikes. They're still trying to hit home runs rather than put the ball in play. It's not acceptable, Joe. Play. It's
4: not acceptable. And, and, and you know what? I, can't, I, I would have had to get fired during the middle of the year because I would go nuts in a dugout if I watched these guys step in a bucket and pull off on every pitch the way that they do. And it's clear to the fans' eyes, I'm no expert. But you can see when Judge Stanton these guys are hitting the ball well, they're going the other way. The other way. And right? I mean, it, it's so obvious. Why wouldn't the manager constantly just, ke- and Glaber Torres, Torres is so, it's so upsetting. When, the night he hit leadoff, the first game that he hit leadoff, I actually thought he looked pretty good in leadoff the first couple times. He had a walk. He was trying to hit the ball the other way. He seemed like a different hitter. I thought maybe this is a good spot for him, but then they hauled him out the next game he didn't hit leadoff. I'm not saying he's a prototypical leadoff hitter, but there's no desire by anybody on that team whatsoever, 1-9. to nine. Maybe LeMayu and Ben Benintendi, who didn't play, that killed him. But there's no, those two guys are probably the only two guys that would do that. When does a professional hitter at that level, Joe, say to himself, this isn't working? I have to do something different. How about about Rizzo's at bat last night? You look at Bregman and Altuve, they figure it out. Dude, look what yeah. Rizzo
2: did last night. Right, right. He got an RBI yes, I, yeah. because he saw the hole that between where the shortstop was playing in the, in the shift and the third baseman was, and all he did yep. was hit a curveball right where the shortstop should have played if they were, there was no shift because he knew he had to sacrifice the jack for the single and the base hit.
4: And then one other question I have for you, Joe, is when I look around in major leagues and you follow baseball during the course of the year, mostly every other team every year, every two years has a young stud starter comes up. And then they were all raving about him. This doesn't happen with the Yankees. Do they? Are we give? Do we, Do they not have the confidence? Do they? Are they like you mentioned going out and getting the right free agents? I know it's important, but there's got to be kids that you got to bring along that you have to inject into this lineup. Cabrera did it for a little while. I don't think he's the right. I don't think he's the answer. I don't think he's an everyday. He's not going to be a star. But yeah. But I don't understand how they don't how they don't have the guy Peraz or or Volpe. I mean. Why not give him a shot? I would have sat there last night and rather watched Peraza go over 4 to watch Donaldson go 0-4 as a fan.
7: Yeah, that, no, I, I agree. Um, is it, the, Yanke- is it
4: to- the Yankees, Joe? Is it, is it because it's the Yankee way? What, what is that?
7: I think it's honestly, you know, the organizational uh, viewpoint of how they want to go about, you know, with their offense. But one of the things I wanted to definitely talk about real quick and answer, kind of answer to your first question is when I came up, Uh, When I was first drafted, I was drafted by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And the one thing always stuck with me with the Pirates, their whole defensive system, everything we did defensively was to combat what the St. Louis Cardinals of the late 80s, early 90s were doing, when they had Vince Coleman, Ozzie Smith, Willie McGee, Tommy Herr. They had all these guys who... Um, put the ball in play and ran and stole bases and hit and ran and and hit and run and just did all those little things. And it just stuck with me because, uh, you know, as we see, those big bats, you know they always take days off. But speed, that never takes a day off. And it it doesn't slump. It doesn't slump. And I think that baseball teams have gotten away from that style of play. And I don't understand why because it works. It, there was nothing more frustrating as a pitcher knowing that I had to make a perfect pitch because there, there was going to be a hit and run on it. I know that my fielders were going to be moving, and the, the amount of pressure that it puts on a pitcher is, is incredible. And when, when, when you have a, a guy, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, swinging away, I'd rather face those guys all day long than those other types of hitters.
2: Sure. Yeah, he may get you once in a while, but you're going to get them most of the time.
4: And, 100%. And, and for the fan, and I said it before, it's just difficult to watch. To sit there and continually watch this. When you see now, you know, we all we will watch you go oh, that's right down in the middle. Why can't he hit it? Well, buddy, it's 99 miles an hour with a little movement. That's why. That part I that that part I, I kind of understand. I just don't I just don't get the philosophy of what this has turned into. I mean, I don't I I don't as a fan watching the game. I don't get it. You wouldn't have to shift. We wouldn't have to be talking about taking out rules and making changes if these professional hitters could go the other way. They wouldn't shift you.
7: That's not what they're being taught, Fran. And that's, it's a that's
4: shame a, that it's a shame. That's
7: the frustration that you're feeling and all of the other fans are feeling is that uh, on paper, here we are having the best hitters in the world, You know, the best hitters on the planet, right. and they can't figure out how to – Stay inside of a ball and beat a shift by hitting the ball the other way. Amazing, you know it, it is. It's it's bewildering, but you know what? It's the organizational um, philosophies and hitting philosophies that you know what uh, I, I, I call them. You know the the, 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 the Harvard and Yale uh, uh, metrics that you know what you you'd rather you rather play for the beginning. You know, think about it. leadoff doubles. Now they're saying that you know you're better off. You know, trying to get a single to score that runner rather than bunting them over with two outs, uh, and trying to score them from third. And, uh, you know, my argument is there's, I forget, 27 more ways to score from third than there is from second. So I, I just don't know who's doing these numbers and trying to figure this out. But baseball has become beyond boring and, uh, I think that they're not only losing fans, you know, the, the hometown fans, but they're losing the, the casual fan now because it's just so boring to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we've lost a generation of kids for the same reason. So, so, Joey, before I let you go, because I know you got, you got darts tonight, and I promise yeah. I'll try to get you out of here by 38. Um, your, your, your very quick answer, the, 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 um, the future for Cashman and Boone.
7: I think Boone is safer than Cashman, in my opinion. Uh, you know, Boone can only play the cards that are dealt to him. Boone doesn't sign the free agents. I think, you know, I think there's some pressure on cash. I, I you, know, he didn't go get that big free agent this year. You know, the Carlos Correas of the world were out there and he didn't go get them. You know, the Max Scherzers, the Rodones, uh, he, he didn't go for any of those guys. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, the Yankees have the money to pay those players. And, yeah, even the Gaussman, uh, you know, Gaussman would have been a, a great number three starter for the for the Yankees. He, he didn't go get them. um I, I think if uh if cash is around for this year, I would be shocked. I, I think the pre- I think the target and the crosshairs are on cash more than Boone.
2: Wow. All right, man. Thank you. Good luck Good in Doctor. Thank you, Joey. Real, Go ahead, finish. Real quick, you've got to remember, Boone has, has averaged
7: almost a hundred wins in five years. <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's fo- he's
4: fourteen him. and eighteen in the playoffs too. That has to count I for understand. something.
7: I understand that. I'm he has to have accountability. That- I agree, but you know, I think I think uh Cash uh Cash has not gotten that big free agent in a while other than Cole.
2: Damn it, one more question because you just made me think of it. Go. Back in the day, old school yep. managers, you had Buck. You played for yep. Buck. Yep. Would Brian Cashman tell Buck who to, who to play and who to pitch and what order to put bat them and all that kind of crap? Or did would Buck have well, said
7: back then, back then it was Gene Michael the manager the GM and um, I don't think Gene told him what to play or how the guys should go about their at-bats. You know, you got to remember, we had, you know, Hall of Famers on our team. Wade Boggs, a professional hitter. Donnie Baseball.
2: Darryl. We had
7: Darryl. You guys and, were loaded. Yeah, we had incredible players. And, uh, you know, you had professional hitters, professional players. It was uh, it it was fun. Paul O'Neal. I mean, Bernie Williams. And then, you know, Derek came up at the end of 95. So, uh <laughs> Uh, it was an incredible, uh, incredible time. But I'll let you guys go. Thank you. Thanks,
4: Thanks for Joe. having me. Thank you. I'd All
7: love right. to come back another time.
2: So. You got it. Maybe we'll get you in the studio for an entire show. All right, sounds good. All right, babe, be good. All right, Joe Sanio, ex New York Yankee pitcher, he used to work for the Renegades. Now he
4: is the marketing director for Daryl Dreyer Law. I was thinking about the shift for a second. I was thinking about other sports. Could you imagine if the, if the football team got up, lined up on the ball, and looked at nobody had nobody on the right side of the defense? Yeah, that wouldn't work
2: because the quarterback would call an audible and they'd go the other way. We're going to be right back. We've got this week's contestant for the Mount St. Mary College thing. He's going to give a 60-second sports report, which is probably going to have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but that's okay because the pressure's on him. And he's a pitcher on the Mount St. Mary College basketball team. His name is Johnny, and he's next. Who doesn't love ice cream? And if you're in the Southern Dutchess area, there's only one choice, Carnival Ice Cream, Village Square Plaza in Fishkill. Homemade ice cream with Italian ice made on the premises. Scoops available with waffle cones, wafer cones, or by the cup, along with birthday cakes, ice cream sandwiches, and all kinds of other tasty delights. Visit Frank at Carnival Ice Cream in Fishkill. At the highly rated Carnival Ice Cream, give him a call at 845-896-5311. 845-896-5311. When you're in the mood for pizza, there's only one choice in Fishkill. That's Pizza Phil in the Ocean State Job Lot Plaza. A variety of delicious pizza also available by the slice. Some of the toppings are pepperoni, meatballs, eggplant, and even anchovies. There's a full menu of tasty Italian dishes and desserts. There is indoor and outdoor dining available. Takeout and delivery, again, located in the Ocean State Job Lot Plaza in Fishkill. Give them a call at 845-202-7103. 845-202-7103. Pizza Phil. It's a tough decision trying to pick the right company for your insurance. But picking a company that's been in business for 150 years is probably a no-brainer. Rosenkiernan Insurance Incorporated. Has been around for 150 plus years. There's someone you can trust. They have business insurance, personal insurance, employee benefits, and they can get it done with great customer service for you. You can get them online at rkinsurance.com. That's rkinsurance.com. When you're looking for any type of insurance, that's the business you should contact for your own peace of mind. Time to talk about our friends at People USA. We've been talking about that for the last couple of months. It is a nonprofit in Poughkeepsie that they started locally and now they're getting to the point of being globally. There are people from other nonprofits from all over America that are reaching out to these guys and saying, how do you accomplish what you do? That The bottom line is, is that we know that you're doing good things and they want to be able to replicate what they do. It's a regional nonprofit providing innovative crisis response and wellness services created by the people who have personally overcome mental health or addiction challenges. So you have people helping people that have been where the people are currently and getting them on the right road. Check them out at people-usa.org. Poughkeepsie Nissan wants you to know they are taking your reservation. Reserve your new Nissan today and spring driving will be all that more exciting. Stop in, call or simply click the reserve this car button online at PoughkeepsieNissan.com Poughkeepsie Nissan, Route 9 Wabagers Falls and remember, here's Fran Pomerico's promise to you. No one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade than Poughkeepsie Nissan. Poughkeepsie Nissan makes reserving your new vehicle easy. Reserve yours today. One of the largest used car inventories in the Hudson Valley is right here at Poughkeepsie Nissan. That means shop today drive home today no wait no factory delays from sedans suvs to trucks from many makes and models poughkeepsie nissan's used and pre-owned inventory is easy to shop visit them on route 9 whoppers falls or at PoughkeepsieNissan.com. and remember fran pomerico's promise to you no one will treat you better or give you more money for your trade-in than poughkeepsie nissan home to one of the largest used car inventories in the galaxy shop today drive home today Nissan Monday Night Sports at 6 on Z93 with Zoles, Franny, and sometimes Rob. It's Franny and I rocking the phones tonight. Boy, let me tell you, we've been busy. Yeah. Sounds good. We have. Uh, we could um, use three hours tonight. Yep. Now, every Monday night, we do this thing at 640 ish, but we ran behind with Joey. Uh, the kids got to understand we're talking to the next major leaguer. He has to wait. But it's one of the kids in my class that this is actually a part of their grade. They have to do a 60-second report on something. And tonight, he's going to talk about whether Jacob deGrom should be re-signed or not. And his name is John Moorhead, and he's a pitcher on the Mount St. Mary College baseball team. Johnny, good evening, and let it rip.
3: So
9: Jacob deGrom has been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last couple of years. The only problem with him has been actually staying on the field to pitch. With two years remaining on his deal with the Mets, he has the option of opting out of his two years and testing the open free agent market. Drama was staged publicly multiple times throughout the year, that he plans on exercising this option, all without saying, this is where Steve Cohen has to ask himself the question, should I give another like the one I gave to Max Scherzer, even though it is a homegrown superstar? Or is this money better going off to a different player, such as Shohei Otani or Yankees free agent Aaron Judge? After seeing how the playoffs turned out, it should be an easy decision for them to make. The Mets need more offense. So I would let DeGrom walk and sign Aaron Judge to a record deal. DeGrom seems like he is fed up with New York and all that comes with it, and it would not be wise to have half of your pair will be two aging pitchers with many question marks on them. And if they sign Aaron Judge, it would make a huge statement to the Yankees, as the Mets have always been seen as a little brother to them. Thank you, and let's go Mets.
2: All right, Johnny. Thanks, buddy. You, you can stay on hold, and you can listen to what our, our constructive criticisms were going to be. First and foremost, what was the time? I had him going long, but you have the official clock. One hundred six twenty-five. Nice. We missed by second. a second point two five. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, it was There's
5: a little gap in the beginning there. He didn't start right off the bat. I nice, said so. we'll give. Him, we'll, we'll call it one hundred five. Yeah, I would say he was close. All right. What do you got? Uh not what I expected. He did a good job. He, his tempo was good. His level was good. He he stayed with it, made some excellent points. I mean, you can't fault him for his reasoning. You know, he, we thought he was going. To... One of the coolest things about a sports report is when you think it's going in one direction and it goes another way, and that's what he did. We thought we were talking about Degrom, and he brought Judge into the whole thing, which I think was pretty cool. So I would give him, uh, I'd give him in the A range. He's he was up there. Brady? I'm gonna be a little tougher on him. I thought the content was good. Um,
4: presentation was very good. You're doing sports in New York. There's got to be a little feeling in it. And I didn't I didn't feel it the way I wanted to feel it. You so, didn't feel his passion. I didn't feel any love or passion. And he's a baseball player. Sounded like a really smart kid. He had good points, very good context. The only thing I would say is you're in New York and you're telling the story about, and the way you brought Judge into the Mets story was great. A little bit more emotion for my liking would have been better. But it was a solid performance. I give him a B B+. Okay. Uh,
2: I think he did an unexpectedly good job. I loved how he tied Aaron Judge into it to show that um, there are options. I love the fact that he said another aging pitcher because what happened to Scherzer in the playoffs? He ran out of gas again like he did. What did he do with the Dodgers last year? He ran out of gas and then he blamed the Dodgers as he left town
4: and took Stevie Cohen's money. Did he run out of gas or did he just not get the job done?
2: No, he, he, he said his, his arm was fatigued. He ran out of gas. He said he had a dead arm. And then he blamed the Dodgers when he left. And now... now no, this year I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, you know, he's he was fatigued. He made all kinds of excuses. The guy could pitch. No two ways about it. But do the Mets want to have two guys who are older, who one is injury prone, and the other seems to run out of gas in the playoffs based on his age? I don't know. I think he made great points. So I'm, I'm going to give him an A minus. That's fair. Give him an A minus. So so good job, Johnny.
5: And and he sounded like a deer in the headlights when I screened him. So he did a lot better than I thought he was gonna. Well, I mean, he was calling. He
2: was probably nervous, dude. Yeah, I'm sure he was. He's talking to the birthday that's, boy. That's
5: where the that's where the the emotion probably. He calls oh. you. I think he's calling Casey Kasem. That's he's right. Calling. Give him a break. Oh. All, right, All right. So, uh, good
2: job, Johnny. All right. So now we we don't have a lot of time to talk about the fact that oh my God, New York football. Because yes, I kind of people give me crap because we don't include the Buffalo Bills, but New York football is pretty impressive at the moment. Hell yeah, Rob! If you're listening, please dial in so you can be on the picks. But uh, Franny and I, real quick, we're going to talk about the fact that the Giants won again. The Giants came from behind again, and once again, the quarterback played well. To all the people who are haters and the doubters, we uh, he again played well. Franny,
4: yes, oh no doubt. Um, I want to go back to a point. Rob, Rob just texted me a little bit, and I wanted to, I wanted to say I be, I meant to say this in the beginning. He reminded me by by sending me this text. There's another option with this Cashman and Boone thing, by the way. How about maybe it's time for the Yankees to sell? That's how about that was that o- mentioned multiple times today. How about that option? How about maybe Hal doesn't have the drive in him or the love like his father had for this club and the passion and the deep love that his dad had who made a lot of mistakes, wasn't the greatest guy at times, but always had the fans and always tried to do what was right by us. Always. That's the one thing growing up that I loved about him. He ignored profits in order to put a winner. He absolutely did. And he was concerned about the way the fans felt. And how
2: only cares about the checkbook he
4: doesn't care about. Yes, and I think that that's the answer. We didn't bring that up with Joe. We talked about which guy should be the scapegoat, both of them, one of them. How about Steinbrenner sell the team?
2: Well, Well, you know, Derek just came from an ownership group. Could he put another one together to buy the... Why not? Could that be what Derek is hitting about when he says you're going to see a lot more
4: of me? Why not? Why not?
2: Okay. I like that. All right. So quick. We only got a couple of minutes. Football. Before we start making... Not picks yet. Let's go really quick on both teams. The Jets won again. The Giants won again.
4: Coaching. Dayball. Dayball. And you know what? I'm going to change my tune a little bit towards Daniel Jones. I'm going to swing a little bit on him now. He has shown me over the last few weeks he might be the guy. Who said it from the beginning, though? You did. I, I I Listen, I... I know a quarterback when I see one. They they have tapes you can go... And I thought he had all the, all the tools. I didn't think he was using the tools properly. And I think that a lot of the credit goes to Dable and Joe Shane, the GM. They put Daniel Jones in a situation to succeed.
2: And right now, he has Mickey Mouse and receivers, think, and he's still winning. Right,
4: and I think that, that contrary, despite the Jets' good record, my good friend Brian, who called in earlier, would agree with me. we have spoken about this yesterday... I'm not so sure if the Jets are prepared to do that with Zach Wilson. Same thing; he lost his best receiver yesterday. He looked, he looked, and I guess he looked the way Jones looked two years ago. That's right. the way he looked he's to me yesterday. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. But you know what? I think the Salah is caught so much in the 49ers system and 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 the style of what he's doing that sometimes and the greatest thing that they brought to the Giants was the ability to take what you have and build around that. Good coaches take the players take and build the, the system around that, them.
2: And it's any sport, Franny. it's not just football. Any sport. Like, any any business, Zols. Like you don't run the four corners no. if you have five athletes who get up and down no. the court. You have you run the four corners when you have four of sh- uh, five short white guys <laughs> right. who can't score. That's when you, you, you build your teams for what you have in your dugout, on your bench, in your locker room. Good coaches do if that. If me,
4: you, and Uncle Mike go over to Tubman to play tonight, we're not going to run these guys into the ground. We're going to have to go to the spread. I spread the floor. Just give me the ball. Just tell I'll go to the rock. Okay.
2: All right, so now let's go to our picks because we have uh, sometimes Rob on the sometimes hotline.
4: My man, I missed him <laughs> this week. The most passionate Yankee fan in the world other than me. Do you want to give us thirty <laughs> seconds on the Yankees, Rob? Who's got to go? Who's got to go, Rob? Tell him.
1: I, I wish it was. I wish it was Hal. I, I wish there could be something done with the ownership. Uh, beyond that, I don't see anything changing. Unfortunately, to me, it's it's got to be somebody like Donaldson's got to go. There have to be changes among the players. Clicks are just not working.
2: Well, that's one hundred percent true. It's not stratomatic baseball, which is one of the great nope. great games of all times. It's real baseball with real people who don't necessarily always play to the numbers that are the analytic numbers.
1: And look at the look at the trend in managers by the way cuz that's changing a little bit. We're starting to see less yes men. Dusty going to another world series. Now um, uh, Bruce Bochy getting another job. He's going down to Texas. Yep. Buck is doing great with the Mets. So keep an eye on that little fact. Can you say Donnie, well.
4: can you say Donnie Baseball maybe?
1: Donald Arthur Baseball.
2: Yeah, listen. I would love to have. I wish the Dodgers would bring him back because I'm done with with the guy who's in that dugout. It's the first time I've ever said that. Anyway, let's get to the picks. All right. Okay, let's the, go. The picks that are every single week they are supplied by uh, Rob, who before he goes on the air for his 14 shows that he tapes a day, um, <laughs> he picked number one. Obviously, an, a, an easy one. The Patriots at the Jets, and it's one of those times where the Jets got to get some revenge. What do you think?
1: I love the Jets in this game. They've got to take care of business. As much as I, I think the Pats have been playing well, I'm going to take a chance on the Jets. I have concerns with their injuries, but I'll take the Jets.
4: I don't like Salah against Belichick. Um, I'm, I'll take the Patriots.
2: And I am going to take the Patriots. So we could, we could have movement this week. The Giants going on the West Coast and taking on the Seahawks.
1: Uh, I will take a chance with the Giants, just for Fran. The reverse psychology, Franny.
4: All right, I'm going to go the reverse. I've been going reverse ever since I've been picking against them. They've been winning, which has been a whole year. And I'm going to take the Seahawks, and I'm going to tell you because I think it's tough for that team, a young team with the injuries this past week and the traveling they've been doing, to go all the way out to the West Coast again and perform perform like they did, so I'll take the Seahawks. All right, so I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. It's tough to go to the West Coast, especially when you're nicked
2: up a little bit. Although I'll tell you what, they've been surprising this Doesn't whole year. Doesn't seem to be bothering them. Forty
4: ers at the Rams.
1: Uh, Niners, they got to straighten things out.
4: I'll take the Rams. I the Rams got to straighten it out because they're, they're, they're they got to get it going. Yeah, they're in trouble. They got to. The, the Rams have to win this. Didn't game. Didn't like the way the Forty ers looked the other night. Look at the running back they just got. Yeah. I think that's pretty impressive. Okay. So take the Niners.
2: I'm still taking the Rams. Okay. But they na- they now have a pretty good running back that can change things. All right. Next game will be Packers at the Bills.
1: Bills. Bills hundred percent.
2: Bills. Let's go ahead. Three Bills. <laughs> Hold on. I got I gotta type it. And and I'll I will take the Bills there as well. Come on, Professor. There's, Zolls. there's there's no I don't I don't teach typing, dude. What do these kids call you? That's been bothering me too. Peasols. Well, oh, They they all say Professor. Okay. All right, last game. Let's go with the uh, Bengals at the Browns. The Browns in turmoil.
1: Yeah, Bengals.
2: Bengals. Joey Burrow's hitting his stride again. Yeah, he is. So we're all taking the Bengals. Yep. All right, Rob. We have two minutes left. That's it. Do you want to sum anything up about the Yankees, or do you want to talk Giants? It's your choice. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> uh, let's 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 stay with the Yankees because the Giants will be a story. But let's stay with the Yankees. Go ahead.
4: You.
0: You lead the train. Me.
4: Yes, go. We lead
1: the train. Um, you what, got, now you got
2: friends. 90
4: seconds. Uh, Rob, give me a minute. How do we fix the Yankees? Fix them in a minute for me.
1: Fix them in a minute. I want Judge back 100%. I think he's coming back. I want Rizzo back as well. You've got to have somebody to help stabilize that pitching situation. But remember, so much of what damaged this team was injuries. Injuries hurt them down the stretch. Ben Attendee's injury hurt them. Michael King's injury hurt them. And, and Chapman, you've got to get rid of the negative energy in that clubhouse. So obviously he goes, that will be you know addition by subtraction. Those are pieces for me. And you've got to stabilize the shortstop situation. IKF seems like a good kid. He's just not a particularly good player. So so, and, Do- and Donaldson drives me nuts.
2: Are you going to give the chance to uh, Peraza or, and keep Volpe there for about a half a year simmering, or do you bring them both up?
1: I would love to see them both come up. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, I, I would, I'm would. i tired. I want to take the training wheels off these kids. All right, so where are you going to play him, quickly? Uh, Peraza at short, hit Volpe at second, and get rid of... Yeah. Yeah, I, agree. Yeah, I think I think there's I think there's value to trading uh, Glaber.
2: Yeah. Amen. And I've been saying it forever, get rid of that kid. He's only slightly better than Sanchez. is the same player. Just ridiculous. Yep. All right, man. Yep. And then Josh Bro is coming uh, on the horizon to help fix the Yankees. Let's go. And then they got two other catchers behind him. That's Baltimore right. Wells. Wells. Better days are
1: coming. And better Sigler. days are coming. All
2: right, man. Be safe. Hopefully we'll see you on
4: Monday. All right, guys. Okay, sometimes. Sounds else. good. See you then.
2: Like happy birthday to Uncle Mike one more time. Thanks to our callers. I think it was a record for callers. Oh, my God. Great show. P- poor Uncle Mike's fingers Yankees hurt. Will,
4: maybe the Yankees will get swept this week, and we'll have, we'll have big callers next week, too. Right. Oh, so, no, they're all done. Huh. Franny, thank you, brother. Thanks, man. I, I tried to curtail my uh, exuberance today. You did, and I'm okay. shocked.
2: There you have it. That's Sports As I See It on the Zoles. This has been the
3: McKinsey v. Sun Monday Night Sports. We now return to our regularly scheduled programming already in progress. C-93.
1: 18 plus.